0: This is the Marketing Intern Spotlight, where we are committed to unlock how every marketing intern has an innate ability to be an entrepreneur, motivator, and influencer.
1: Welcome to the very first ever Marketing Intern Experience. You're doing this because we're extraordinary or ordinary average guys with extraordinary passions in life. I want to bring that out to the marketing interns and show how the marketing interns the listeners of this podcast are doing the same exact thing they might not be the most well-known but they definitely have some side hustles that are worth mentioning and some passions that are unmatched in this world and they're doing it because they're listening to our podcast taking some golden nuggets Getting better every single day, and or anything else. to That's it. And let's welcome our very first marketing
0: intern spotlight, Austin Doomer. Hey, gentlemen. I'm a pleasure to be the guinea pig of this marketing intern
2: spotlight. I truly am. And
0: I'm so happy to have you as our first one with us. With you being the MB Outdoors founder, and um, us running those ads to start our show for the past, I don't know, twenty. I'd say roughly twenty podcasts, I about twenty or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, a it's been almost all of season two, and we're on episode twenty-two of season two. So it's been awesome learning to run ads for us, and then having to your brand to back that up has been also just a sweet experience. Learning to write some ads to make
2: them a little bit different from the past weeks' ones that's been a that's been an interesting thing to do too.
1: What yeah, what it's kind of started as too is like when you first wrote them, it was probably just like you know jot it down. Yep. But there's like a specific way to write like radio oh, sure. podcast ads because. First of all, Andrew and I, to begin with, aren't good readers at all, and I'm sure you've like learned that. It's like, holy shit, these Never guys are butchering, no. No. butchering <laughs> what I'm trying to put down right now. But it, we, you've been the guinea pig with that too, I and mean, you mentioned guinea pig earlier. So it's
2: been awesome. I mean, even some background to how I got introduced to the back pocket. My brother went to school with you guys, kind of introduced me to the whole whole fact. I think my mom even said it was like, "Hey, Jack, got, Jack's on this podcast I listen to. It's hilarious. I, I listen to it when I go on my runs and whatnot." So I started listening. And I was like, "Damn, these guys are these are the average boys." I love this. They're getting some cool, you know, some cool guests on the
0: spotlight and everything. And so I was like, "This is an opportunity. Let's see what happens with this." It does need to be noted that the Doomer household may be the most locked-in family to the back pocket collectively. I think almost even your little brother. Probably tunes in once in a while as well. But your mom and you and Jack—I mean, that's three people in a family. That doesn't get much better than that. You know what? I never wish, knock on wood, that nothing ever happens. But
2: if you go down, you got three listeners that are guaranteed every single week. Got it? Deal. (laughs) Deal.
1: (laughs) And we don't have a lot of those to begin with. Or we—we probably have a lot more now than we did. But starting out, it was Andrew and I could count on like one hand how many consistent listeners every week, and you could tell based on like. Uh, when people are just giving you feedback and stuff, yep. and your mom would text us, like, every single week, first semester, when we were season Does one. that mean Jackie Doomer needs to to find some more of the
2: podcast
0: to listen to or do something else? <laughs> no. Does <laughs> she need to get out and do a little bit more, join a bags league or something like I that? I think so. I think that's hitting on something, but her I texts were, they were, yeah, right? I love you too, Mrs. Doomer. Um, those texts were rewarding. I mean, like, it was like, this is someone we didn't expect to listen yep. to our show, and she was, and she sent us notes, taking time out of her day just to shoot us a message. It was like, sweet, like, well, we're going to feed- continue this. Yeah, that
2: feedback. I mean, you guys are part of the Twin Cities Collective, right? Yeah. You guys went to one of their events, you follow them on Instagram, and there's a couple of followers on ours and getting their feedback from someone you never even expected. I mean, they're making their hand handcrafted, like, sewn hats or something like that, or handcrafted whatever, and they're following you and giving you feedback out of the blue. It's awesome. You take that, like, for granted at sometimes.
1: Yeah. We we just joined, so the Twin City Collective one, we joined that a long time ago, I yeah. think. And then, I think you were already on it before that, but we then got into the Gary V. Are you in that one, the first line? No, first line. Oh, no. well Oh, we'll add you that one. That's, like, a 10.9 thousand group of Yeah, just please feed me that bait ins- on that one. It's inspire oh like it's the fifty forty nine rule, is that what Gary calls it? Fifty one forty nine. Fifty one forty nine does that stand for it basically means you give fifty one percent of your time to um just interacting, gotcha. being genuine, to, uh helping people out and, you know, learning from other other people. The other forty nine is what would come on the back end of that, which is your side hustle. Yep. Whatever you're really trying to make money on. Yep. Cause so like What he's saying there is, like, yeah, you guys can post, like, links to your stuff and get followers, but at the end of the day, like, it's not. You guys are there to interact, help each other, be inspirational, and, you know, share your message, share your story.
2: We follow him on on Instagram, and his posts alone, like, some of the motivational stuff and some of the comments and speeches he's doing up on stage and whatnot, the dude has it together. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: I like those Facebook groups. They're starting, like, to utilize those. It's definitely a unique experience. The, the Gary Vee one's kind of overwhelming with 10,000 people. Um, Twin City Collective is a little bit more narrow. I mean, still, it's pretty big. But just those Facebook platforms alone
1: let you interact with people oh, that yeah. you, d- you wouldn't expect. Right? That's yeah, awesome. What's crazy, too, is... Um, so, I was doing a little research on, like, Gary. And I was like, all right, if we ever wanted to get Gary V on our podcast, or in your case, if I ever want to sell or give Gary V MBO yeah. like gear... How would I get there? Like, what would be my trail? So I Googled Gary V on um, podcasts and Gary V is like an extreme case. So I, I probably That's listed yeah. 50 different people that he went on his podcast. If you just go to the podcast, search Gary Vaynerchuk, like he has yep. his own, but then look at all the other people that had him on. So then you understand like, okay, he was willing to go on their podcast. They have a relation there. There must be something else.
2: So you reach out to them?
1: So so then you have those set of people. Yep. And then you go and look them up on Instagram, all verified, all have 500K followers. Then you're like, okay. Then you go and Google them and see who what podcast they were on. And then it, then it starts to get smaller, network, smaller, and smaller. CO, yeah. So then you build yourself a path. And this is kind of what Andrew and I were talking about the other day. It was like, all right, let's like map our path out and be aggressive on that path. Because yep. we can at least get ourselves in the way of Gary Vee. Or well, not just part. that,
2: but you map out your, your direct path route, and you have all these networks out, so you have a contingency route. Then you have, like, a secondary, you know, tertiary route. But to be able to know who those routes are, like, you guys, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, very perfect.
2: That's kind of the thing that we're doing with, like... We have these ambitions where, like, Black Rifle Coffee, these guys were, like, all Army dudes, Special Forces guys, and they just got out and were like, you know what, let's open up a, like... coffee some kind of unique coffee company and this was like years ago and now it's like this million dollar company out in utah and we were trying to figure out like how could we possibly get connected to them not sure exactly how that would form out whether it's you know we send them at least a couple gears to get our name or a couple of apparel items to get our name out there but yeah it's the same thing we're like okay well they're sponsoring that smaller company and that smaller company started to like that company. And we're going to start routing our way that way. So it's same technician kind of way.
1: Yeah. So is it pretty hard to build your inventory and then sell all of it and, like, literally funnel that to all your customers? Because I feel like the biggest problem is we joke about it sometimes in our podcast where it's, like, everyone and their mom has, like, a T-shirt company. Oh, for or sure. Or, like some sort of like side hustle that's it's just like the the decade of entrepreneurship i kind of want to kill it as
2: i would see it as that too yeah i think it's the decade of entrepreneurship um we all came into this so founded by myself bryce lund out of uh des moines area and then kyle simpson out of des moines we all went to school together we all did the um national guard route out of college but yeah none of us came with a background in retail apparel design anything like that and we're like I'm not going to lie, there were a couple nights where we were over some beers. We are like, what if we just started this? Like, what if we just came up with this? This is the idea. What's something that's general enough but more niche market? You know, there's Minnesota, but we're like, ooh, that's narrowing us a little bit. You're in Des Moines. Let's make it MB Outdoors, Midwest backcountry. So then we kind of came up with the idea, some apparel items that we could start off with, started to talk to vendors, and we're finding ourselves now getting better and better at it, the supply and demand um, algorithm and the matrix of... We get fluctuating orders at this time of the year because of this item is released, and then you have to order those. And I mean, the delay for the leather logo pat- patches, the stitching is by, done by somebody else, and then to get them over to Bryce, who hasn't been... More, I mean, we're looking at, like, a four-week process sometimes, and to have the amount of inventory we have and to judge it on, like, 20-plus apparel items... It's a learning progress. And we're not gonna lie. We've hit some we've hit some stubs where we're looking at a, a sold out sign online on our website, but we're narrowing it down. It's getting smaller and smaller. But it's always a a learning process. I mean, we were talking earlier about how even just learning how to market your business or market your Instagram or Facebook, there's always something new that you don't know until you actually start digging in and you are on forums or you're on asking
0: people in these collective groups. That's the only way to learn. Mm-hmm. Was there something early on or just maybe even recent where um, we love to ask these type of questions, but something went wrong? You had, maybe it happened to you or one of your um, co-founders that you had to take some serious ownership on. And then you you were like, all right, now we need to figure out how to vocalize our ownership and move forward.
2: Yeah. So we started off with, um, I bought the domain name and at the first it was T H E. MB Outdoors. The MB Outdoors. It's all that was available. It's all we could pay for with our collected money that we had put in together. And we found out soon that people were mispronouncing it. They were like, them out, them bout I mean, it was, was, (laughs) they were looking at it and they're like, what the hell is this? And then it wasn't being what was said on the apparel and everything. And we could tell and we were like, maybe this is why we're just not getting the traffic we want. We were looking at Google Analytics and what was on the sidebar of these uh, Google searches, and we're like, this is just not going so well. We looked into GoDaddy or one of the domain auction sites, saw who had MB Outdoors. It was this awesome gentleman out of, uh, like, I think he's somewhere in Louisiana, um, but he had it where mboutdoors.com he had had for about 10 years when his son was deployed to Afghanistan, and his son's initials were MB. And he loved being out in the outdoors, fishing and hunting and everything. So he would always constantly post stuff to kind of give him and his buddies who were overseas like a little taste of home. So we reached out to him and we, I said, hey, this is what we're all about. We're three guys in the military. We also have this as our little side hustle. This is what we're trying to grow. Um, we're looking at possibly purchasing a domain name that would make a lot more sense. And we saw yours and we see that you haven't posted in a couple of years. What are your thoughts? just reaching out to him and having that discussion with him was like the saving grace that saved it because once we got that domain like we, we at least saw a lot more traffic coming in because what was being presented out there actually made sense and set some, it something like you know no one's going to google.zu or whatever for <laughs> you know, Nike apparel exactly yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. so it worked itself out but yeah that was a blunder in the in the beginning for sure
0: that's so funny you bring that up because when we sat down to create our domain name, <laughs> we had the same thing. Like all of the good ones were taken. Yep. Or you had to pay for like you had to pay what well was like four hundred bucks for what we actually wanted, and we just started this work. We don't want to put four hundred dollars. That's a lot of money when you
1: start. No, it was thirty. The back is three thirty three hundred dollars. Oh, whoops, yeah, thirty three hundred. I called the guy who not owned it, but it a leasing agency, a domain leasing agency owns yeah, it. Yeah, Um, And they said, it's 30, the posting price was 3400 And then I called whoever it was. It's, it's funny because the company that owns it, like the leasing company is yeah. based in Denver, I called the number. And I was like, hey. And he's like, hey. <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting an answer. I left a message saying like, hey, we want to try and buy this, whatever. Yep. Just kind of BSing him. And then he, I was like, is there any way we could get like a student discount on this? And like we're college students, you know why not? Yeah. And he's like, no, like we only sell like professional markets. at that level. It's such a, you know, like, that's a number in their public Okay. And I was like, well, what about giving us like a trial run to see how well we do, and then like if we get enough data over a certain amount of time, like yeah. we can do like a, a certain like down payment and then pay it off as we go. Like, yeah. No. So we settled so for. Are,
0: <laughs> are you still going for it?
1: We no, we just
0: threw to the back. you said screw it. Yeah. <laughs> and our domain name is yourbackpockets.com dot <laughs> com. I've noticed
2: that. There's times when, like, I'll be searching for whatever it is. I need to steal your logo or something for some kind of post or whatever. And I'd go backpocket.com, and, like, it comes up as a 404 error. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: What is it again? Your back so But, no. It needs that, to be looked into because taking that seriously, definitely you saw the change. But the thing was is, like, we went into it the same attitude. We're
2: like, it was listed, and he was like, oh, I'm looking at GoDaddy. It's listed at X, and it was way above what we had X in our bank account. And so we're like, Ugh. So I I pressured him one more time. I was like, this is what we're willing to give. Is there any chance we really would like to send you some apparel? We'd like to really help us out in the future. And he's like, let me think on it. Gave us a call back like two days later. He's like, can you get my wife this and give me that
0: and I'll sell it to you. And so we're like, Mike, you're our man. (laughs) Let's go, Mike. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, another thing that I would love to ask you is our favorite question. This is how we usually start every single Let's interview. Hear it. So, oh, well, he knows. He, you know how you know how it's done. <laughs> yep. You're probably expecting it, but I know our marketing interns I think are expecting it. Answer. So, you know the question. What is your average quality? All right, my
2: average quality is dancing at weddings. Mm. My average quality is dancing at weddings. I'm not that good, but as soon as I'm got like two drinks in and I hear some music. Billy Joel, Uptown Girl, I mean, some of those old classics, like, feet start moving, and yep. then I'm like, start whatever, swaying. yeah, whatever food I had on the table, it's like, I'll meet you out there, then we just, <laughs> I'm out of there, yeah, that's my average quality.
1: See, this is perfect, because I went to my first wedding this past Your week. first wedding, in the Yeah, i years old, and that was my first wedding ever. Was it just, did it, mind, did it blow your mind? It was just so, well, first of all, I'm a Catholic, so I assumed the mass and everything was yeah. going to take like an hour and a half. It was like a twenty-two minute mass or twenty-two minute ceremony, because they invited it, me to it beforehand. We're like, yeah, like you get to go to the ceremony, everyone else gets to go to the reception. So I was like, okay, cool. That means like I have to sit through something and then go. Right. Twenty-two minutes, easy in and out. See you at the bar, pretty much. They ran out yeah, this yeah. entire bar. I'm like, okay, go there. Bought out the whole, uh, bought out the whole bar, so you can get whatever you want, pretty much. They got drinks, they got everything. They do announcements for all the people coming in. I was like shocked. And then, like you said, dancing, like, I'm, Andrew and I have talked about dancing on the podcast, you know, we're passionate about it, we're also average at it, and I was just trading Fortnite dances with this seven-year-old, like, the entire night, and that's all I was doing the entire night, for, like, four hours. But you had a blast. Oh, it was was awesome.
2: I mean, just the wedding setting, so Bryce, the other founder of MB Outdoors, is getting married in September. Mm, Shout out Bryce. Yep, shout out Bryce Lund. Um, we just got back from his bachelor party, and we were kind of throwing ideas around. And I'm not going to give anything away, because as the best man, that is my goal, is to surprise him by a couple of stuff. But I'm just eager with the amount of people that I know that are going to be there. I'm just so eager for being out on that dance floor mm-hmm. and embarrassing the hell out of myself. And my poor mother will be sitting there watching it with a, either a grin or just a shake of
0: her head. But... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's my average quality. I mm-hmm. love it. We just went through a segment this past podcast, humility engine, and what kind of what situations or what do we do um, that we already know it's just like we have to humble ourselves because that's just what we do. Declan was one of his examples. Was he sits wide legged, so like when he gets oh, okay. has to be in a narrow situation, movie theater at a baseball okay. game, like he he knows like I'm going to be in people's way, have to narrow my legs. Yeah. One of the other things we said was going on the dance floor whether you're at you're out for the night or you're at a wedding that is a humility engine because you you before you step on there you're like I don't care what everybody thinks of me. Yeah. Who cares? You're just going out to dance. Humble yourself and just go jive because that's what it's all
1: that about. That is
2: a good term, a humility engine. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Just do something that keeps you humble. Yep. And go for it. Well, I
2: was going to say just going off of what your humility engine is, how do you even deal with airplanes?
1: Oh, I I don't deal I do deal with them but like I, I gotta be humble I gotta stay yeah. stay focused self-awareness it's like when we're recording a podcast too like I usually kind of sit wherever you're at and I um, I have to kind of keep my narrow legs otherwise I'll hit this table and like I'm not gonna it hit it now slowly like,
2: over time they just open yeah. they just relax
1: yeah it's brutal think it's still going? you're good Oh shit! No, so, it's uh, yeah. all good. Yeah, but um, anyways, uh, you mentioned so you're are you like the guy having to plan the bachelor party?
2: Yeah. So myself, Bryce has an old, long time buddy. I met him when in 2011. We both got to college. Okay. We um, both had like this. It was like a four day long. Since we were doing the ROTC program, it was like their gauntlet weekend where they were just kind of trying to introduce you but at the same time be like hey this expect this for four years yeah. and so we got paired up as buddies and we're like okay well let's just embrace the suck together and that's how we became like best friends from there nice. but he had a long time best friend so instead of just having one best, uh, be- best man he had two Okay. so me and Ben Blasberg were planning this past weekend and we all went to the Lake of the Ozarks we had his fiance's brother there and like about eight of us total so there's a ton of us total but, man, have you guys ever been down there?
1: Is that Missouri or something? Yeah,
2: it's a hike. I mean, 12 hours on the way back. We did take a detour to St. Louis, but, yeah, that the, the planning alone was, was a lot of fun, and you guys had a guest on here who does the the bachelor parting, right? Yep. And like the the planning of all of that, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, we were gonna. I was literally gonna do an ad read for him, see if we can get you to sign up with him. But clearly, it already <laughs> happened. Funny. He's a he great guy. A couple weeks late, but that's <laughs> an
2: awesome idea because there's so much that goes into it. I mean, everything from like if you want to do like a party bus, if you want to get a boat wherever you're going, or if you want to just have like food catered or whatever it is, I'm all sure all the
0: activities that go along with yeah. it, whether you want to go like jet skiing or you want to take an um, ATV, ride, stuff, just random stuff like that. He, he's your man and he could like give you ideas. That's an awesome idea. I
2: think mm-hmm. these kinds of, uh, side hustles that really make any kind of, I mean, that's what they say when they're, they're like all the way back to the shark tank. They're like, what problem is this sol- solving? You know, like what solution are we coming to with a problem that's out there? Um, I guess MB Outdoors is probably not the best answer because there's a lot of apparel brands, but we think that we stand out in the sense that um, a percentage of every order goes out to a charitable partner that we partnered up with, veterans and, and cons- conservation in the state. So, But, I mean, that's a great thing is because you got these guys who are planning these m- multiple-day events and they're trying to keep something next, next, and there's up multiple guys paying for that and, like, down payments and all that. And I'm sure with this program he's got it all kind of figured out to manage
1: mm-hmm. yeah he just threw himself his own like 30th birthday yeah he was telling us about it on the podcast it just happened this past week and just from the looks of it, it looked insane
2: where'd they go oh
1: god i don't know but they had a yacht and oh. it was just bananas out here I bet was it, was it in miami or no it was costa rica it was there. definitely costa rica that's yeah. like their number one spot for <sighs> yeah, bachelor it's number one spot yeah we that i don't know if we've Vegas
0: even hit is,
2: the threshold then because the the party deluxe uh pontoon that we got was like nails were sticking out and like (laughs) when we went to like the party cove of lake of the ozarks we pulled up next to some mega yachts and we're like hey can we tie up and they're like nope get out of here like do not touch our boat with that thing it was like Mm -hmm. we had a blast i mean that's what we're from iowa minnesota we we don't have own boats just to even have one for the day to rent it was awesome oh it's all about the experience oh yeah yeah.
0: but back to what you said so mb outdoors that's where you guys see you fit and um, that's where you're creating your niche. And, it, and that's what we kind of want to push across with this marketing intern spotlight. You are an, you're a listener. You are a sponsor. So you do probably have a leg up than other listeners that we will have on eventually um, because of that connection we already have with you. But the whole point of this 30-minute, whatever it ends up being, podcast that we're starting to incorporate is to show that our listeners are ordinary people with extraordinary passions, not just our guests. It's every single person out there. It's really just finding that ability to unlock how you want to push yourself in that extraordinary fashion. And having you on is a perfect first example of seeing, like, and be outdoors. Okay, we're in retail. Everyone has retail. Yeah. How can we be different?
2: Yep. I and mean, the the nice thing that we kind of found our way after a couple months of figuring out, I mean, I remember when I started, I, I'm, I have a marketing degree. I, I do that for work. I work for a customer loyalty marketing company in Minneapolis, and I have been for about three years now. And I've always kind of worked on social media, but at a large level for clients. I mean, like, social listening and looking at what's really working for them on certain campaigns. And always had a niche for wanting to build something from scratch. Um, And Bryce brought to the table uh, a lot of logistics, working um, for um, a couple different companies that were managing inventories and things like that. And Kyle kind of came with the same thing. And we found ourselves bringing all of our different skill sets together together. Where now I'm in charge of the website user experience and design, and as well as the social media and the copywriting and, and content strategy. But Bryce is in charge of ordering, pricing, uh, shipping. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to take on, especially as his little side hustle to be able to bring in the vendor when they're when it's getting shipped there to have it on you know up on the website at the right time and be able to at least forecast when it's going to be running out and things like that. And then to Kyle, Kyle took on probably the toughest thing that I thought was. The whole legality side of it to make sure that we're doing. I mean, our LLC stuff is up, our taxes are up, our um, all the legality behind it, like so the paperwork we had to sign. I was like, "How? Oh, thank God you were managing this. That you're a Lord Savior." Is he a um, lawyer? No, he doesn't even have a background. He just did enough research on the back end online to do all of it. And there's a lot of helpful individuals. That's what's great about starting something like this. You know somebody who has started a business. So he reached out to a family friend who helped him with at least what we needed. Um, whether we wanted to go with an LLC or a partnership. So, you know, it made more sense for LLC. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, we brought our skills together, and um, this is all our side hustle. We all have our normal nine-to-five jobs. We were ambitious with wanting to do this, and we didn't want to keep having nights where we're like, what if, what if, what if. So we're like, all right, let's allocate at least a couple hours on a Saturday to talk it through um, in person. And now that we, since we live in different states, we do a lot of phone calls over the phone. We have our own oh. chat message that we at least talk things through throughout the day and share back and forth photos and stuff like that. But we've gotten into such a rhythm that we know what time needs to be put into it and, and I'm by no means um, micromanaging them to manage his portion and he's micromanaging me. He lets me go with the, the, the look of what we want on our Instagram or what we want to post for the day or what kind of things we want to do. But we at least have the same vision. We start off with being like, we might find ourselves at a point where one of us is deployed and the other one has to step in. And, and now it's not a, a three-way partnership, but it's two. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: we know that uh, it was an endeavor when we began, but it's it's gone about, we're coming up on a year now, and it's uh, it's been quite the journey so far. Sweet.
1: How does it work with being deployed and stuff? So how many more years left do you have to so de- to the National Guard? Yeah,
2: it depends on the person, um, especially with what you do. Now, the route that we did, we all commissioned as, at yeah, time, still running, mm-hmm. uh, we all commissioned out of Iowa State, and we chose the route where instead of going active duty and wearing the uniform 365, um, like a lot, of, a lot of guys did, uh, we went to our separate states and joined the National Guard there. Um, it depends on your contract. It's usually about six to eight years for officers, um, and some guys like to, you know, do the whole career 20 and, and get a fairly good pension out of it, but um, yeah, it kind of depends on, on where you're going and what your so job is. are you is. In
1: like what year are you in right now uh,
2: a little over 3
1: years now 3 okay. yeah so you would have 3 to f- 3 to what 5 yeah. years left yeah there's a countdown that's begun <laughs> okay <laughs> cuz i mean that's something you really got to think about right cuz right if you ever take that full time and then you could also have that conversation with Kyle and yeah. um let's see the other guy's name sorry. Bryce yeah Bryce yeah and that's that's going to be tough cuz if you're scaling that as a full time job think about the things you'd have to soak, and we've ta- we've had those
2: conversations. I mean, obviously, the reason why we started this side hustle was to get it to a point where maybe we could this could be our full time job. Maybe yeah. we could actually have a warehouse and we could have a front office and everything. And um we have years on our contracts, so the possibility of even we've ran into multiple situations where I've even been gone for a month where I don't have my phone with me. Uh, Bryce has done the same thing, and, and Kyle's done the same thing. Where you go and you do these military trainings in the summer for three weeks. And so the other guys have to step in and to be able to at least, you know, have those conversations beforehand. It's doable. It's doable, especially with modern technology. Mm-hmm. There are guys overseas who are either ambassadors for uh, for brands, guys that run their own like little supplement company. I mean, there are, there are businesses that are ran because you can do all these things of like scheduling posts and you can have everything automated and you can have everything online you know, set up easily by a a contracted company. It's doable, but for us to keep it in our own hands,
0: we'd have to uh, figure it out between the three of us, yeah. It's doable. That's what you just keep mentioning. I mean, like, everyone needs to embrace that because anything is doable. You are in a situation where things could be flipped on its head immediately. You One one of your three people can get completely removed, and you're still ready to advance forward. Um, One of our guests just uh, this past Monday said consistent persistent pursuit of your potential and say that three times fast right it's a mouthful but what he when he said it it was like yeah absolutely i mean it's you just have to stay on track you have to push forward um and one other question i have so you're in a three-part co-founder yeah um and you guys have your separate roles and we've asked this question in the past to people in the co-founders but do you have any advice to other people in that same situation where you were partners and you need to be able to balance that yeah um personalities are there are, there's like, they're infinite.
2: Like everyone has traits that are great in this and traits that are great in that. Uh, are there times where I'm able to put a little bit more time into the business because um, I have, a, you know, my weekend open where he might not or he might not? Um, of course, and our personalities are to the point where that's where it took us a couple months to figure out exactly exactly, exactly where we could mesh together and kind of have our roles. Um, so what I'd recommend is like, Narrowing yourself, whether you want to do it on your own or if you want to have a partner, work through those those times where you're not seeing eye to eye. Um, We've we've seen it. I'm sure you guys have too. Where there's you got this ambition because you read that. Well, he read that, and that's what he believes. And opinions are opinions. Um, And you got to work through them because in the end, you started it for a reason. You started it with the same vision. Like I could say, uh, Declan, I'll meet you in, in. Miami and then I could tell Andrew I'll meet you in Miami all three of us are probably going to make stops and make different little you know detours along the way not one of us is going to have the same exact experience down there you're going to pass and you're going to read that billboard and you're going to have that memory or you're going to go past that and that's the same thing like Bryce is doing his research into the business online and reads this this is what it's recommended to do for a website or this is what I'm seeing on this other brand that's one of our competitors well then I read something else and I'm like that's a great idea but what about what I'm seeing you just talk through those things. Mm-hmm. That open, dis- open communication is so key. Putting yeah. yourselves in
0: those situations and then trying to learn from them. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Like the way Andrew and I have delegated it, which is kind of funny, is Dad pointed this out a long time ago. And what it is is I, I run a lot of the marketing and social media and that interaction, and Andrew runs the technology or engineering side of it. And Andrew's major in college was like business and marketing, which is what I'm doing. And yeah. I'm an engineer, and he's doing the engineering. And It, it doesn't it, always fit like that. Yeah. Does it? Well, and it what was is cool too is it just like kind of had to happen that way out of the blue because like I never had a computer until just now. Yeah. And Andrew's had the GoPro, the um, and the laptop, and then yeah. we both bought the mic, so it just naturally happened that way and forced us in those pathways. Right. But we, we learned. learned. Yeah, we learned. First yeah. of all, like Andrew's the audio and video pro, and I'm I'm not a social marketing pro, but I'm. You've know, got the I, upper hand on it. I got the upper what you're hand. Doing. I listen to what you say and it's like, okay, he's done it. Let's yeah. try to do what he does. Yep. But my point is like we intertwine. So like I'll have suggestions for Andrew on stuff that he could learn about or do, and then he's got the same stuff for me. What's funny is like when we've been posting recently, like we'll split it up like three or f- um we'll do like a couple posts a week and I'll do a couple we'll schedule them all yep. on and post. And his will always like hit like way it's more. It's been than the past that. week and a half. Past, past yeah. week and a half, Andrew's posts <laughs> have just got like Insane that internal competition computer, right? like, yeah. oh, I'm just like, damn, this man's hitting them big. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Like, that's yeah. good. Like, anything's good for the Well, that's the same that thing. Way.
2: Like, if I throw, we'll have these things where we're like, we don't, we've thrown the idea around of having somebody come up with our designs. We don't feel that we're comfortable doing that with where we're at with the business. So we're coming up with our own designs. None of us have a graphic design background. None <laughs> of us are artists by even any close terms. Mm-hmm. But I'll come to the table with this design or that, you know, color of a design, and he'll come to the table with this design, and it's so funny how like if we choose one or the other, like we're, we're level headed. We're like, well, this is what's been selling. Maybe we should choose that or that type of material because that's selling, or this is what's hot and what we're seeing other companies sell a lot of. One of us always like I wouldn't say loses, but someone else's design or choice wins. Yeah, and it's just no, we never discuss it. But like when you see the the orders come in like no one's like i told you so but you're just like at least it worked, you know like Mm -hmm. at least this shot worked this shirt that hat that design yeah it worked
0: but with partnerships well the thing that i love the most and i think that declan and i realized we can't do this by ourselves no we feed off each other so much whether it's just being in these podcast situations or the back end stuff it's like well i i am like struggling right now deck i need your help and he will be there to help me. Or a deck struggling in this area, I'll be there to help for him. Or we're both just blank, and we just sit down, and we're like, how do we move forward? And it's, it's so much better yeah. having two brains better than one. Well,
2: and it's been done before. Some soul guy has
0: built up a
2: business or a company or whatever to a level, but at some point, you, you just don't have the time. I mean, for a side hustle, you can't do... You can't, it's just going to be a little bit slower, or... The way we looked at it is we're bringing all three different minds with different backgrounds to it. Let's capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have done it by myself, but I don't think so. I don't think so. And if I want to get to a point where it's a full time thing, what you're going to need to do is add to the more, you know, of the three of you. You're going to have to add employees. You're going to have to add stuff like that. Like, you don't see a business running at a high level with only one dude or one girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not feasible.
0: No, not it's at all. Very difficult.
1: Yeah, and we we could try and have an educated guess on what it is like to have like or to hire that first person, but none of us have hired anyone really. So yeah, we just have marketing interns. Mm-hmm. We hired listeners.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. They they feed your content, they listen to it, and they're free. <laughs> they're free. That's the best
1: part. There you go. Marketing interns all the way. Have you ever thought of? Um, Actually no, not thought. Have, do you have what's like your future plans now? As far as like where you're at now, you guys have gotten a decent following now. Yeah. You're like eighteen hundred on Instagram. You're selling pretty consistently. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah.
2: No, I think we're we're definitely seeing um, a consistency with sales. Um, we're seeing consistency with growth in the in the social media space. Uh, the We have a list of things that we want to accomplish, um, and a lot of them are IT. I mean, we want to rebuild the website. We want to be able to um, have it look a little bit more a certain way. Um, There's other things that we'd love to get into a a level where we are having more um, on-retainer kind of photographers to feed content. Um, So there's a list of things that we want to get to. And the other whole portion is when we started back September 1st, like, We were just starting off, so we really didn't take advantage of the summertime to build the the fall brands. We hit the the flannels hit in the winter. Like, it'd be great if now we're coming up on it. We can have all the flannels ready to go by end of September. All right, so we want to capitalize on the time. Like, we're, like, doing a full year ahead now. We want to capture, like, winter hats earlier on. We want to capture, like... Um, the wool knit socks that girls wear up on their, you know, I don't think girls wear Uggs anymore, but whatever. their the boots, yoga pants, yeah. yeah, those those thick socks with mm-hmm. the little, you know, leather flannel. That idea is can't be stolen. We're working on it, but CC like see the back pocket at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so something like that. Um, those are opportunities as we're coming up on our, our second year to capitalize on from what we learned beforehand. In the military, they call it an AR. It's an after-action review. So you look at something, you jot down sustains and improvements, and you say, what did we do, or what, what should have done, what we done, and what did happen, what are sustains, what are improves. So we're looking at it in that sense, like, this was our past year. Yeah, there's a lot of things we did great. We built uh, an Instagram from zero to, like, 320 posts now and X amount of followers, And but what can we do now going forward that we didn't do in the very beginning, so, I don't know if that answers it. I don't know if it's I... Good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's kind of our plan.
1: I think one so. of the things, like, you guys have to do on a much more extreme level is planning everything out, because you're purchasing yeah. all this material for, you know, rolling it out probably yep. three months before, right? Yep. yep. Where Andrew and I are... We're getting a little bit better, but the most we go out is, like, a month, and we plan out all of our guests that we're going to have for the next month, and so it's more of a week to week basis type thing with like all our content we have to wait
0: till we have the interview yeah and then we have to wait till we do our sh- our p- portion and then we listen to it we pick out what we feel is the best and then we create our content for social media but you're
2: under a time crunch too mm-hmm. i mean you look at it, you have him or her on your podcast and they maybe maybe they mention something that is time critical and it's not like you can just put that in an archive and release it a month later or something like that mm-hmm or you're using a certain picture and by the time you go to use it like oh there's snow on the ground Well, that makes no sense mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like i ran into that we have like a ton of pictures from photo shoots and like uh some of them you know i've put in the to space out and whatnot and now i'm looking i'm like posting a picture of some like a hat on a snow mound like would not make sense anymore right now right <laughs> no. so no, yeah no the, whole, the whole planning is uh, it's a uh, interesting animal
0: absolutely and hey the planning of this show itself is an interesting animal we don't know how exactly the flow is going to end up but uh one thing we do know is we always finish in a way that uh we love and we're going to keep it consistent i want to try to keep it consistent with our actual interviews consistency is key absolutely uh one thing that our marketing interns would love to do because they've heard so many they've heard so many guests do it is share their bar story so the bar story do you know it. what the bar story is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do we explain it still? Wait. I think he, I think you need to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I got to explain it. I'm just in the habit, just in <laughs> the routine. Keep going. Of yeah. Yep. So for all you marketing interns, the bar story is when you sit down on a Friday at happy hour or post work, and a stranger sits next to you, and he sparks up a conversation. You kind of exchange a few words, and you want to keep his you want to keep his attention. You like the conversation, so you're going to tell him a story about yourself. Okay. What story would that be? Um. I used to work at a golf course,
2: and uh, it's the same, one, uh, it's the same one that all the Doomer brothers have worked there. I, <laughs> the I'm, sure, I'm sure he, the HR loves us, and the, like the members hate us because they're just like forgetting who the Doomer this is. <laughs> um, so one of the jobs that you had was like on on what was it like maybe Sunday and Wednesday nights they would mow the driving range the next morning, so you had to pick up every single ball. Normally you just go until you could pick up enough baskets of balls to be able to wash and have ready for the next day. We had to pick up every single one, so there were times where you were out like hand picking until it was like 10 p.m. and you'd start at 6 p.m. It was uh, it was an interesting job, but it was like my first shift there. And since it, some of the older guys hate to do it, they'd rather be making the cash and the tips up there. They're like, "Oh, you're brand new! Guess what? You're going in the picker." And so that was an entirely new experience because not only are you this in this like uh, caged in cart that you're getting banged against, like. There's golf balls coming. This scares the hell out of you when you're, like, 15. And you have this big contraption on the front. This thing was, like, made to be made in the 70s. Like, this is not some <laughs> newer hydraulic spin. I mean, this was, like, a big thing. So um, driving it, they had just built a brand-new driving range that, that summer or that spring. And so it was um, brand-new, and there were, like, a lot of sprinkler heads still popping up. And that hadn't been, like, enough grass growing around them or, like, the water had set it so these these sprinkler heads were still up and poking yeah. up. And I'm so nervous of looking at the gas gauge and making sure I'm not running over anything. I'm not even realizing that the ones I am hitting are breaking. And so there's, like, lines and lines every 10 feet behind me of sprinkler heads had popped, <laughs> and there was water shooting. <laughs> like, some, somebody drove into a fire hydrant on the street. So as I'm driving, and then and then I get closer, and there's, like, a member waving. He's like screaming and cursing at me and i'm like 15 i'm like nervous i was like oh
0: what an impression i made but yeah, that was an experience i've always been curious to hear how it is to drive one of those things because i'm always that guy aiming at oh yeah because it's one of the most fun things to do when you're in the driving range yeah i mean it's a moving target it's tough to do but you want to see like
2: but when you're in it you're not expecting it because like you'll see the guys miss it'll like roll up to you or something and it's like the one moment you let your guard down, that thing hits that metal cage so loud. And like some of them are leaning <laughs> dense. It's just, a, it's fun. I oh.
1: can't imagine like the owner or like the people watching that just watch their brand new driving range just get destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: every His dudes are minutes. X amount of money <clears throat> a month. And and he's watched some 15-year-old punk just accidentally drive over 30 <laughs> behind him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that is so funny. <laughs> This demolition derby in this 70 year old oh man
2: yeah <laughs> well I still worked there for a couple years after so it's all good so, so they hired job. you back on huh? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. I came they back hired, the next summer
1: and then ideally they hired all your brothers as well yeah. either somebody had wrote, the reputation Really,
2: all of our handwriting looked different and it looked like Dumay and Dumer, I don't know, but yeah, they hired all three of us. God bless them. God bless
1: Do you use wooden pencils as well? Was that was that a fad of yours in college or high school? Was that a fad
2: of yours? Jack no, Doomer. Jack Doomer uses wooden pencils. That kid, love him to death. Weird animal, man. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. weird. I don't know why he would even recommend that to anybody. Like, what was his reasoning?
1: Just to be I don't know, Jack Doomer. Like, what difficult. a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> Just, what a hipster. Yeah, he carried around for four years. He had a freaking. Um, pencil sharpener and wooden pencils. Ticonderogas? Like, yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It, it was just but so... It was Jack. It was so long Yeah, I mean, I, I kept, like, I was pretty diligent on my pencils too. Piggy bone. Like, yeah. I would have the same mechanical. Pe- mechanical pencil. That's
2: like, but that's like one of the stages. There's like multiple stages. When you go to college, you switch from pencils to pens. Mm-hmm. When you graduate, you go from backpack to side bag. When you turn fifty, you get Keen sandals. I mean, these are like <laughs>
0: these are the major things Model that you marks. do. And, yep. and Jack forgot number one. It's going downhill from there. He's gonna <laughs> kind of have a backpack, but he's eighty. I mean,
1: <laughs> oh, I love that man. Could you imagine, dude? Love you, Jack. What are these sandals exactly? Keen sandals? Yeah, what are those?
2: Oh man, you're gonna do you know to... what
0: they are? Oh, I think my dad has them. Yeah, yeah. So that my, makes my sense.
2: Dad's dad Dad's they're like the dad's sandal. It's like. It's got the rubber sole on the front of the toes, so you never bang your toe up against anything. Oh, yeah! But you can like wade into water with them, and they're like usually like earthy tone, you know? Yeah, yep. okay. yeah. Okay, no, head. I know exactly
1: yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. They're, you, you, they would be considered like cli- kind of rock climbing shoes or rapping sure. shoes. Sure,
2: sure. If you took a, a scissors to them, yeah, yeah.
1: You know what's funny though is I I think my mom tried to buy me a pair of those back when they like just came out, kind of. When the Crocs came out, yep. they sh- the sh- thing that came right around the corner were these what are they called? What are Keen, the, Keen, Keen sandals? Yeah, yeah, these Keen sandals came right around the corner, and I, I think I had a pair for a while, and I was like, these things stink. But the whole idea is like, oh, they're sandals, but they are still formable shoes. And as having, you grow up, points. you
2: look at something like that you thought was so lame back in the day, and you're like, I can see why adults have these. Like. When we were down in the Lake of the Ozarks and we were wading in, it wasn't sandy beach or on the dock, but we were standing around having a couple of drinks. I'm like, you know what I wish I had? Either keen sandals or water shoes that we all wore as kids. Like, my feet were aching on those
1: rocks. Mm-hmm. So you look back at that and you're like, that was so dumb to have. You just <laughs> become more wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that's I what it is. Yeah. So what's up with the side bag, though? Because I'm still wearing the
2: backpack. I didn't want to make... I, I see guys all the time with it. I just I made the switch. I don't know.
1: I mean, Maybe they, it's a
2: common thing. I was just making something okay. out of my own Well, place.
1: I mean, it definitely it's like a briefcase, like Matt Heron has. Yeah, I mean, they when I started working, that was the first thing they gave me was my laptop and my laptop side bag, and I was like, I'll never use this, and threw it in the back of my car and haven't looked at it. Sometimes. Maybe when we have
2: this yearly anniversary podcast, <laughs> I'll ask if you're using it yet. Okay. Mm. Maybe uh, it's something when you turn 25 you switch to, I don't know. Yeah, the quarter-life crisis. Have you had one of those yet? Um... My quarter-life crisis, I definitely thought about a couple things of, like, motorcycles on the list and other mm. things like that, but I don't think I really had a major quarter-life crisis. Okay. I think I'll have a 30. I think I'll have a 30 crisis. I think yeah.
0: so. That's reasonable, because once you're out of your 20s, it's something yeah. strange is going to happen. Yeah, for sure. It's like you're comfortable in your 20s. Yeah. Then you can start getting into the second half of the 20s, and it's like, man, it's going way too fast. But with modern technology, who knows? Maybe this is my, like, fifth-life crisis.
1: Yeah, because no. mm-hmm. stem cells—you never know. Yeah. What about like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, how long does it take to get financially stable from college? You're asking. You're asking me. Yeah. Um, Do you, were you ever financially <laughs> stable? <I'm not. laughs> I think
2: think? I think what they say is like twenty eight. I think is what they It depends on if you have college debts. I mean it depends on a lot
1: of people. Everyone's different, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. But like you can start noticing in some of your friends, like when they stop when they switch over from like buying food at the local market to then going to like Kowalski's and Whole Foods. I
2: think because you guys are how many months from graduation? You notice the things that get added to your life within the, like, the next three years. Like I'm not sure how many individuals do their insurance and cell phone bill and everything right out of the bat, but as you add those, you like start to gain financial sense of, oh, this paycheck that looked real healthy in the beginning, it's going towards a lot more stuff. Rent, I mean, all that stuff, so... Everyone's life is different. Everyone's finances sure. are different, but yeah, super. I mean, you put me on the I mean, you put me on the pedestal on that question. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I was curious.
1: I mean, like I'm I'm sitting here because I'm I. Well, our for, loans don't start our college. Um, yeah, it doesn't start until November. November yeah. So once those roll around, sweat. Yeah, I'm yeah, asking about it. S- s- that's gonna stink. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I paid for like the majority of my stuff since freshman year of college, just because. I soaked it all in the loans. My parents forced me to budget everything right away. That's so smart. And so now I'm, like, good at budgeting, and I already had that sense of, like, okay, I get paid, but you know what, I don't get paid. Like, I remember my dad
2: (laughs) teaching me how to balance a checkbook, and at the time it was like, God, this just seems like so much work and all that. But in some manner or sense now, you at least check your bank account online, and you see what, make sure that things aren't stolen. It's the right kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. balance and stuff. So it's definitely... uh, For sure, thing you want to do to get there.
1: That's another. So, we mentioned all of your brothers in some instance listen to our show. Yes, we did. We also mentioned Jackie Doomer. Yes, we did. Your mom listens to our show.
2: She's a saint and a scholar.
1: I don't know what has happened with Dale. I don't know if he listens. I don't know if he's just fell through the cracks. Do we have any scouting report on Dale listening to podcasts? He's still kicking.
2: He's still out there. Um, <laughs> okay. He just had his. Uh, he pulled out a couple strands of hair with a uh, filling in a what do you call it? Um, a window that's underneath like a porch. Do you know what I'm calling? I'm talking about? I can picture e- it. egress or something like that. Okay. Egress. So yeah, he's been you know sweating out in the, this heat in Minnesota and, and doing that stuff. But no, mm-hmm. he's kicking. I think he listens to a couple episodes here and there. And here. I feel like he's, he's one of those dads that's like the silent appreciation. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Silent yeah. leader. He'll maybe. give you the handshake and like the look in the eyes, like, proud of you, you know? Yep. <laughs> like <if laughs> I know he, it's If there. he was to see you guys, like at your graduation, yeah, he, he definitely, it's not like he doesn't know what the back pocket is. He for yeah. sure does. Well, it
1: just like, they all, it all comes in different lights with your family. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got yourself who's very, fairly active in it. You know, Will, he's still a young guy. Um, Jack, obviously busy with other things. But your mom is like so just so go with the flow, or actually just so locked in on it, you know? Like she, she loves it. She's so I, think routine. I think it's because so there's routine. a
2: connection. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not just some podcast of some guys out that she's never met. She knows sure. you two, she knows the role mm-hmm. that you played in Jack's schooling and everything. And that matters more to then once in a while, like, hope and listen and, and learn from things, but also be like, when's the little story going to come that I'm going to get a giggle out of because I remember hearing it from Jack's perspective or something like sure, that. Sure, that's mm-hmm.
1: a good point. Yeah, that's, I like that. Mm-hmm. Get it? But she's been there for, since literally the first episode. Andrew and I hit play and listened to first, the first ten seconds of our very first episode. Like, what was that, yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> And we were just dying. We were like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, I want to know what her perspective is on yeah. just, like, the growth. you guys are so much better. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's what we think, but we don't necessarily know that. I think it, everyone, when they, mm-hmm. they
2: do their side hustle, they start at a point where it's not going to be perfect. I remember she waited, like, she asked, like, three months into the NB Outdoors. She's like, can I share with, you know, a couple family and friends? And I was like, let's just... I really appreciate that, but let's just hold off for like six months. Mm-hmm. Let me get the website to what I at least want it to look like. Let's idea. get to where we have a couple more apparel items where they can. So, yeah, it's probably the same thing. She knew you guys were going to blow it up huge. Yep. In she a knew. good way. Yeah, <laughs> she she knew. knew this was going to
0: skyrocket. So yep. this was awesome. Love it. Uh, well, last question. Okay. What did you learn today? Simple question. Kind of can be yeah. tricky. No. This about. is
2: no. This is a good question. What I learned today was that what you think was easy from your perspective definitely wasn't. Talking about partnerships and on my side, uh, the three of us, it's a shared experience. You guys went through your difficulties getting to here. You're in season two, episode what is this? Twenty two? Yes. Twenty two. Twenty two. And the leaps and bounds that you guys have gotten there from before is because you've catered to each other's traits. You've you know relied on one another you've stepped in when the other one's kind of you know failed or has at least not had the time to do something so Mm -hmm. what i've learned is like what i thought was our own struggles there are other people out there that are doing it and not to mention like before we even press play we were talking about what you're doing to improve your business that i'm gonna walk away here learning those those things because what i was reading up was something else you know and we share those kinds of things and that's why uh side hustles work is because you rely on others and you and you discuss a lot
1: of different things absolutely networking man standing on the shoulders of
0: how did they word it it was like standing on the shoulders
1: of the ones who helped you or i mean that's the The idea of it but for us it's standing on the shoulders of our guests such as yourself oh gentlemen it's been a
2: pleasure i've you know been listening since uh pretty early on and always been in awe of it and um you guys are great and i appreciate the time to come on here